You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Things change, people evolve, but we all have this great opportunity to represent ourselves to the world, which brings us to this week's topic, which is rebuilding your image. And I have two fabulous guests, and I'm super excited because we are going to cover the digital and the physical and I'm sure there's going to be some awesome crossover. We have Kate Payne joining us from Standing Out Online and Tanya Sterl from Sterl on Style. And, okay, two confessions. Okay, maybe three or four or five. But so Kate and I met, met like a year ago, but this is our first actual conversation. Tanya and I grew up two towns over and we met like a month and a half ago. I am thrilled to have this conversation to bring these two amazing women to you. And I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. And let's start with you, Kate. Okay. Well, first, thanks for having me, Deb. And nice to meet Tanya for the first time, too. Um, we met through Vivica Von Rosen, who is also known as the at LinkedIn expert. Um, Vivica was a mentor to me and now a personal friend. And I think she introduced us um, or through a show or something. Anyway, I am the CEO and founder of Standing Out Online. And um, my career really started way back when I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And that was in the late 80s. Um, and I had an internship at the CBS Evening News um, Broadcast Center in New York. And I worked with uh, the Dan Rather News team at the time. And I learned then that I actually didn't want to be in corporate broadcast. So I finished up my journalism school, which was a great foundation to get me into the world of public relations and marketing. And then I started my business um, eight years ago, standing out online. And I work with people to help them um, really kind of identify their unique story to help them stand out on online channels. And my specialty is how to do that using LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, thrilled to have you here. And it's one of those things I saw you on Vivica's show. And it's really any friend of Vivica's is a friend of mine. <laughs> so I am really thrilled that we finally get to meet face Me to video face. Yes. And we have Tanya from Sterile Unstyled. Tanya, it is your turn. You look fabulous. Thanks, Deb. I know I have my my lightning bolt on today, uh, <laughs> David Bowie. So hello everyone, I'm Tanya Sterl, founder of Sterl on Style. I'm a New York City-based personal stylist and I show women how to fully express themselves through their style. This way they're dressed and ready to be seen as the leaders and experts they truly are in tune with their personal brand style. Um, so I spent 18 years as a fashion designer here in the fashion industry in New York City. I also modeled, I worked on all sides of fashion from production, oh my gosh, to PR, to sales, to design. So the years I spent designing collections, now I curate a woman's individual collection so that the colors, the looks all speak to her and her, how she wants to be seen. Um, in addition to that, I'm also a speaker, co-author, um, of a published book. I love speaking to inspire uh, women to dress for the next level and what's coming up for them. Well, and I said this before we went live and I will share this again. Yes, I'm wearing a dress because Tanya is on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. I So my goal, as you both and probably all the listeners know, is to be the first person people think of when they hear the word goal. Because everybody needs to figure out 
what they want from life. But once, you know, to get what you want, you need to know what you want and then you can build a plan. But looking the part is such an important value because not only are you telling the world who you want to be, you're telling yourself. And that I think is such a key message, which leads us coincidentally enough, not really, to the first question I wanted to ask you. So what does someone's image say about them? It's their, my gosh, I mean, Kate will speak to this too. Um, it is their mission. It's their message. It's how they want to be seen. It's how they want to be perceived. Um, studies show that the visual um, impression is the first impression that people make. When that Zoom room opens, our eyes dart around that Zoom room and there's certain people we already know we want to connect with just because of how they look. Um, or when you enter that room at a networking event or when you turn on the TV and you're watching, we all have different favorite, you know, newscasters or morning shows, right? There's something about people's image that like inspire us or we relate to. Um, so really it's the question we should ask ourselves is what does our image say about us? And our image is something that is, relatively within our control, how we want to present ourselves, hair, makeup, eyewear, clothing. Um, I like to say birds have feathers, animals have fur. We're lucky enough to get to choose our coverings. Uh, so why not choose clothing style to send that message, to let people know who we are, how we are, um, to inspire people to want to engage with us? I love this. So Kate, tell me, What's your take on what our image says about us? Well, like you said, I'm coming from sort of the digital side of this. So from the online standpoint, um, so I'm going to talk about image from the standpoint of how you show up on your online channels. And I'm going to specifically talk about LinkedIn, if that's okay. So go right ahead. LinkedIn <laughs> is a place where your digital footprint can live online. Um, you know, you have an about page on your website, perhaps, and that's, but that just kind of is a paragraph or so about some highlights of who you are. But your LinkedIn profile um, is a place where your portfolio of work can be, your photo is there, your bio, your summary, your about section is there, um, all kinds of things like your volunteer work, all kinds of things. If you have a really robust profile, that is where your digital footprint lives. And in this day and age, if you don't have a really stellar LinkedIn presence, then you are missing an opportunity from the standpoint of your image because the cliche is people make a you know a first impression just like what Tanya said um, when they see you and it's the same thing even just with your LinkedIn profile picture. Um, LinkedIn's not a place where you have like your kids and your dog as a profile photo or that you don't have a photo where you're kind of like you know this looking off into the sunset. People actually make eye contact with your profile photo and it's a that photo and how you appear. And obviously, I want you to be yourself. You know, I don't want you to be all showy and whatever, if that's not who you are, but I don't want you to be grim either. But people build a connection just through your photo. And then they want to read more about you. And in this in this day and age, as I was starting to say, people are searching people online before they have a Zoom meeting with you, before they meet you for coffee, um, whether they're thinking of hiring you or or whatever. And so if they type your name in, if they know your name and they type it into Google, if you have a LinkedIn profile, the first thing that's going to show up is your LinkedIn profile um, in Google. So that is a chance for a first impression to really make sure your image, both your profile picture and your narrative is a place for you to be able to really set yourself apart. It's fantastic. And I love, well, you know that I love LinkedIn as much as you and Viv, because it really is a wonderful source of connection. And I am always surprised when I meet people who don't have LinkedIn profiles. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to those people? Well, some of the reasons that people don't have a LinkedIn profile, I mean, there's, there's hundreds, but one, some of them are, they just don't understand how LinkedIn works. And LinkedIn as a company doesn't do much to make it easy to do that. Or they think that LinkedIn, which was, which it was admittedly created, it was created to be a job seeking platform. It was a created to have your digital resume. Um, and then in this day and age, it's evolved so much more than that, that um, sometimes people don't go on because they're thinking, oh, I've got a job. I'm not looking for a job. So why do I need to be on LinkedIn? So I would say, well, LinkedIn's really evolved. Maybe you all don't realize this, but Microsoft owns LinkedIn. They bought it like three years ago. And um, 
it's so much more than a job seeking platform now. It's really a lot of people are using it as a marketing channel for B2B and B2C. So um, uh, having a presence there and filling in more than just the vanilla profile is really something where your image, where you can build your image there as your digital footprint. And so we lead to the next question and I want, I want Hanya's the physical appearance take on this as well. What do you do to stand out? There's something that I love about your profile that says, ask me about paddleboarding, which I think is, I don't know if that's where you were going to go with this answer, but perhaps you want to. Is <laughs> well, What do you think? There's, so the, on your LinkedIn profile, there's your name. And then underneath that is what's called the headline. And a lot of people just default by putting their job title there. But remember, nobody searches for somebody by job title. They search with keywords. So what you want in your headline is, and you have up to 220 characters for your headline is to use a mix of keywords, maybe your tagline included, but keywords about what you do, the industry, the marketplace that you're in. And then what I do again to like set yourself apart is I advise my clients is to put a little something quirky at the end of your headline um, because it could be a conversation starter and it's also a way for them to remember you. So on mine, I have paddleboard fanatic. And, you know, you said, Deb, that was one of the things that attracted you to me. But I actually had just got a brand new client from Germany who is a paddleboarder. And she found me online and she reached out to me because of it. And we ended up, I mean, I'm not saying it's because I'm a paddleboarder that I got the client. Obviously, I have the services that she wanted. But it was the thing that made her um, connect with me. Well, and it's all about that connection, whether it's through the words or through the way you look. What do you think, Tanya? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to your point, Deborah, like our, our looks will evolve and change as our careers change, as our age changes, as our um, goals change. So really, it's, it's breaking it down to ask yourself, you know, what industry are you operating in, right? Is it, is it sales, marketing? Is it tech? Is it creative? Is it home design? Is it finance? Is it law? Is it business? Is it health and wellness, right? All those industries inform that image and how you want to look and how you want to present yourself. So it's about knowing the industry you're operating in and knowing the industries that your ideal clients are operating in. Who are you looking to attract? Um, you know, one of my clients, she's in marketing, but she loves working with women in health and wellness, well, that looks differently than, say, if you are a marketing expert, but you want to attract um, clients in, like, say, fashion and beauty, or you're a marketing expert who wants to attract people in finance or law, right? So each of those has a little bit different tone, target market. But again, you want to dress in a way that makes you um, unique, that makes you memorable. Um, to Kate's point, right, putting that dub of, like, paddleboarding it's what is it about yourself that's going to stand out and be unique and beyond the first impression? How will you be remembered? How will you be memorable? Kate Payne's, you know, paddleboarding. For me, I wear these glasses on a speaking engagement, a Zoom room or an interview like this. The Zoom room opens. People are like, oh, my gosh, I love your glasses. All of a sudden, a reason to kind of connect and get more curious about who I am, what I do, what my profession is. Um, so I think there's a way to, um, what I like to say is kind of like invest in your image, give some thought to your image um, that's going to give a cue into your industry so that you can blend into that industry yet stand out, be appealing and relatable to your ideal clients, yet what is going to differentiate you from that other financial advisor, marketing expert, um, hair and makeup artist, what have you. Blend in and stand out. And it sounds like you're talking opposite things, but you're really not. So how do you do both? And, and also to your point, I have a friend who wears glasses and everything, and she just put up a new profile picture and she looks gorgeous. I did not recognize it was her because she didn't have her signature glasses on. It took me a minute. Proof of your point. Exactly. So how do you do both? So... Again, I think there's another little element to the blend in yet stand out. It's don't be afraid to stand out just that little bit. Um, to Kate's point, it doesn't mean stand out has to be, look at me, bright colors, right. bold. Stand out could also be like, you know, understated. If you think of like, um, you know, 
the the founder of you know the founder of Apple with his shaved head, his glasses, his black turtleneck, Steve Jobs, he stood out because of this very minimal, understated. I always think of him as like the floating brain in the tank, right? He was just <laughs> always in the black turtleneck with the same glasses and the same haircut. He didn't start out that way, but that became his image that made him memorable, recognizable. He blended into his tech industry because tech, most tech people are the people behind the scenes. They're not really used to being out there in the spotlight. Um, so to that point, standing out doesn't always need to be, you know, here I am. Um, standing out can be, I am here, right? A little more composed and collected. So um, again, it's checking in with yourself. And for example, I have like three clients that all work in uh, uh, marital law, family law. And when you first think of, oh, a woman who's a lawyer and works in family law, right? Many would think navy suit, white button down shirt. But each three of them has a different approach. One is more of a mediator. She's more grounded. So she wears more earthy colors. The other one, she's really bold and brass. She's got bright red hair. So she loves wearing uh, bright color suits. Um, and the other one, she's a little more classic and traditional and understated. So she ch sticks to her charcoal, navy, and gray. Um, but like marketing, you know, being in a creative field, like go for it because you want to stand out and attract um, those clients that you're excited to work with and they're excited to work with you. And the other point is when I talk about blogging or talk about writing or talk about really anything that you want to pursue, it's a lot of people know the same things that you know. And your image, what you're presenting, I think is a really good way. And in doing so in, in the, and I love those three examples, but doing so in a way that is visually appealing, but also true to yourself, it's finding that balance. So Kate, any other thoughts on the whole, uh, how do you blend in and stand out simultaneously? Well, I think that from the, so let's go back to, to LinkedIn or the digital side is that. So what I work on with my clients to, to help them stand, stand out online is when we're working on their LinkedIn profile, instead of doing like the very vanilla kind of bio, like I did this and I did that 10 years and this, and I'm certified in that, you can bring those components into your profile, but there's places that those can go. So why use that about section to kind of like say all the stuff where you can like show your licenses and certifications, or you can show your work experience at this certain company or agency. Um, so what I um, work on with my clients is I say, let's kind of dig into like a, a, a nugget of your personal story. So for example, if you are a veterinarian, why did you become a veterinarian? What's the little backstory there? And I think sometimes people think that when we talk about like your nugget of your personal story and incorporating it into the about section of your LinkedIn is that it's going to be multiple paragraphs. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking literally a few sentences. Um, for, the, for example, the beginning of my about section is I was an avid news junkie in seventh grade. I thought I wanted to be a broadcast journalist and be the next Diane Sawyer. And I kind of tied that into like I ended up at CBS, but I was an intern and then I decided I didn't want to be there. But that was kind of like my little nugget to give people a little bit of something that's going to be memorable about me. But it's also interesting and it doesn't go on and on and on. You know, it's 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 something to captivate people's attention. Uh, when people look at your LinkedIn profile, um, they only see the first one or two lines of your about section. And then there's a little link that says show more. And then it opens up the whole section. Um, so I usually say incorporate a nugget of your story that is relevant to your professional expertise and um, hook people in that way. And then, so basically for your LinkedIn profiles, hook them in with something interesting, tell them who you work with and what you do, and then sum it up with, and here's how I, I can help you. So that you're showing them what it's like, you know, it's they when they look at your profile, it's a what's in it for them. Like, how is this person gonna help me if I hire them? Rather than, the bio blah, blah of six paragraphs of I did this and I did that. This is great stuff. <laughs> and I don't think it, and it's not, I'm all about the goal setting simplified. This isn't rocket science, right? It's not it's okay. It's just figure out the, who you are and how you can present to the world, your unique spin on whatever it is that you do and just go for it. And you both really, 
answer this question, but I'm going to ask you again and just to get your brief takes. And so, so what do you see as your image? And then the second part is what do people see? Is it the same thing? Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with Tanya, who is like shaking her head <laughs> a lot, nodding, nodding. That's the agreeing <laughs> one at this. Well, you've just described the main reason why people come to me as a personal stylist, as an image consultant, because for many of them, there's there's either a disconnect or they don't know. So it's okay, I either have this new role or new title, or I've launched my own business and brand, or I'm, you know, years into my business and brand, and it's time to uh, level up or update it. And to that point, um, just like a Kate, where she starts with a person's personal brand, if, you know, I'm lucky enough to start with a client who's already worked with a Kate, they can come to me with their personal brand statement, or their defining words, then I can use that to create a visual picture for their personal brand style, their image. And I do that via a vision board. I usually do it on Pinterest because I can take those key words. Are they bold? Are they audacious? Are they understated? Are they serene? Are they, you know, so sometimes to your point, there is a disconnect between what that profile picture is saying or that message that it's giving and how they want to be perceived. So people always say, oh, Tanya is a personal stylist. Do you, do you go through their closet and tell them everything you like and dislike? Oh, do you, do you drag them around the store shopping? It's like, <laughs> before I look at a person's wardrobe, before I take them shopping, I need to know what their current role is, that future goal, and how they want to be perceived. What is their title? What is their job? What is that role? Whether they work in corporate and they're looking for the next job or whether they're um, a female founder, a business owner, author, speaker, on track to be thought leader. It's what is that current role? What's that future goal? And how are you going to dress in a way, right, to tell the world, like, here's who I am today and here's where I'm going next. So um, highly recommend people to get a personal brand statement done by someone like a Kate Payne um, or... And or that's where I start with my clients. I start by defining their style statement. I take them through a questionnaire, some keywords, and I ask them, how do they want to be perceived? Some people are too close to what they do and how they do it. And common words come up like confident, experienced, approachable, right? But then it's like, I have to just dig a little deeper because it's like, yes, and what is going to differentiate you? What's going to make you unique? And I mean, I was that creative arty kid. Like I, from, from, I've always used my clothing, my style, my image to express myself and in different ways. So I've always been seen as like the creative one, the dynamic one. I'm also a good listener and I care, but I think from a young age, I learned like, Ooh, through my style and my image, I can, actually get different responses from people depending on what I wear or how I wear my hair. So I've, I've kind of experimented with that. And in my modeling days, that was taking on different personas, right? For every, um, you know, modeling I did. So there's a way to just boil it down, start there and ask yourself, how do you want to be perceived now? And then the fun comes in. I create the color palette, right? There's brighter color palettes for the bold, courageous ones. There's more subtle and serene ones that I use for one of my clients who um, provides clarity and peace in the home, Feng Shui expert, a more soft palette. Um, Danny of She Dares, she does adventures, right? More bold colors. Um, But it does start with that um, style statement and how you want to be seen. I love how you ping pong from Kate to you. What I start with is you need to know what you want to get what you want. Then you go to Kate to put it into words, and then you go to Tanya to put it into pictures. The the other thing that I wanted before we, we jump into Kate's take on this is when we had a conversation, I think I asked this question or I made this statement about myself, and I said, I consider myself a girl next door type. And you like looked at me funny and said, if the girl next door was a powerhouse, Yes. And ever since we had that conversation, this is what I filter 
what I'm doing and the way I'm looking. So sometimes it's just, you may be close and you might just need that tweak, but a lot of what I do, it starts with visualizing. What is the life you want? What does that look like? And I love how you bring the piece of what do you look like doing it? It's fantastic. So yay go, Tanya. So Kate, same question. How do you see yourself? How do others see you? And we'll tack on what is the first step that you okay. go through with people. So it's funny because what I'm what I really do, even though LinkedIn is like the tool that I'm kind of known for using, back up from that because LinkedIn's just a tool, it's just a channel, just like Facebook and Instagram and everything. They're all tools. But the foundational work, which is completely what Tanya is saying, you've got to go deeper. So um, it's that foundational work of like, who who do you serve? You got to you. It's like you have to go into marketing 101 a little bit. Um, and I, I am answering your question, Deb, but you do. You have to think about like, who what is it that I'm doing and who am I serving? Because knowing who you serve um, is critical in defining on how you want to position yourself, how you what is your personal brand and finding out what that personal brand statement is. Um, so when I work on people with that, that that takes time. What Tanya's talking about and what I'm talking about isn't something that happens overnight. I think what's interesting is when you when we saw the title of your show for this, Deb, about image, everybody almost might just think immediately, hair, makeup, and you know, how who's who should take my picture kind of thing. And it goes so much deeper than that because if we're gonna market ourselves authentically, then we need to understand who we serve and how we feel about ourselves. And then you can hire that person <clears throat> who helps take you over the fence, who like see the things in you that you don't see. So I've worked with um, a stylist. I've have had friends weigh in because I asked. And um, I've finally determined like, you know, the way my hair is now. And I only wear glasses when I'm online because on computer because of my vision, but normally I don't wear glasses. Um, so. I've had to kind of take all these things in, but I've finally gotten comfortable enough to know how I want to dress, to know how I want to present. Um, same thing all this past, you know, 15 months of being on Zoom. How I present on Zoom is a first impression. And even though I'm in my yoga pants below the waist, <laughs> I'm going to look good on the top, you know, because, um, but I also dress for the type of person I'm going to deal with too. Um, because if I'm like all dressed up and I'm working with somebody or a guy, who's in like the renewable energy field. Um, he doesn't want to be talking to somebody who's all, you know, made up. So I kind of have to sort of feel out your audience, but I think that's just being aware of who your audience is and, and you sort of adjust a little bit. It's the blend in stand out piece. You know, um, uh, my father taught me, my father was an insurance agent and my father taught me at a young age, when he always used to say, I used to say to my dad, dad, how come you don't drive a big fancy car around town? And we lived in a small town. And um, he said, because the people I work with don't drive big fancy cars. And I don't want them to have this image of me that I'm, you know, rich or whatever, or that I'm better than them. I don't want them to think that's who I am. So I've always thought about that. And being in PR, public relations, which I was for like over 20 years, you're always worried about image, but not from the... Um, not from the like the superficial standpoint. You're worried about like, I want people to take, you know, how are they going to understand something in an authentic way? You're being transparent, you're being honest, and um, you're presenting yourself in the best best way you can. So you can do that on LinkedIn. You know, you can do that on your on your channels. You need to be who you are so that who you are online is who you are when you meet somebody in person too, or on Zoom. Great point. Did you have something to add back to that time? What was the second part of your question? I apologize. Oh, now we'll, we'll get back to, to that. <laughs> okay, you had a, I thought you had a second point that I was supposed to oh, name something well, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> we'll get to it. We're, okay. we're, all, we're all casual. We're just having a, a fun chat that we're letting other people listen to. You're welcome. Okay. It, it's the, the genuine, I think that genuine authenticity part, I think is huge. Be who you are everywhere in the blend and the standout and all the things. I think, I think, and Tanya, you might agree with this. We don't want to package people. You know, you, you package, if, if you serve, a, if you have a widget, you package the widget, but you shouldn't package yourself. Like, don't think of yourself as like this, this package that you need to be, you know, um, 
bright and shiny. You just, you truly, you know what? And I think the pandemic has done this. I think the more we are who, are, who we are, I think that the pandemic has forced us to really see people and be more gracious, I hope. Um, and I think in this day and age going forward, even after the pandemic is done and then we're, we're coming out of it, I think genuineness is going to be the norm. And I think that's one of the good things, I hope, that will come and have staying power from this. I hope so, too. And I think the secret to genuine is to actually be genuine. Exactly. It really isn't rocket science. I mean, just be who you are and don't feel like you've got to be something you're not. And by the way, you're going to evolve in the growth of your business. And so that's going to, so you are going to change. Like you changed your hair. You kind of realized some things, but it was all natural for you. It was all part of your evolution. Agreed. I also think people are more genuine just because they're too tired to not be. Mm -hmm. Do you think that could be part of it? Do you, do you have some thoughts on this, Tanya? Yeah, I really appreciate the the genuine aspect, right? To just show up and be who who we are. And that's what's so interesting with um, my clients are kind of half and half at this point. I have my clients who are, you know, um, executive or partners of their accounting firms, law firms, and they dress to set the tone and set the example, um, you know, going down then director management. To that point, too, I've styled uh, women to improve their image so that they have a greater chance of being promoted to director, manager, or partner. But I've noticed the shift in the last year where now they're going, wait a minute, this last year, like it was literally, let's just survive and show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it became so casual. And now that offices are coming back to like a hybrid model, I'm having um, consultation calls with these CEOs and partners so that they're learning how to set the new dress code tone for this business casual. That can't be like roll out of bed, don't brush your hair, sweatshirt, right? Like, <laughs> and like, you know, but, but what is this new business casual that, that's going to be going on in the workplace office? And then um, the other half of my the entrepreneurs are the speakers, are the inspiring ones, are the are also business owners, but have their own business. So they're setting the tone for their brand, their employees. But being entrepreneurs, we have a little bit more uh, flexibility. Uh, but to your point, Kate, a little bit more grace. Mm-hmm. How many women and my clients included and women in general have come to me going, you know what? I'm letting the gray grow out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not dying the gray hair. I don't want to be judged for my gray hair and, you know, all the judgment that goes with women for ooh gray hair. What's her age? Like, yeah, right. New time where women are like, you know what? This is how we're showing up. Yes, I have gray hair and I'm owning it. So right. get used to it. This is the new image of how women are showing up in leadership roles in the office, in their jobs. The other part of that is women, um, black women, brown women, letting their hair go naturally curly. This is a huge conversation I have in more traditional industries, law and finance. They're changing the rules of the game. But I had a client. She does websites and branding. She's going to go naturally curly. She's a black woman. She wants to work with more black owned businesses to amplify their brand so they can make more money and get, you know, clients. So to your point, Kate, this last year has shooken up, shooken everyone to the core of yeah, who am I genuinely and how right. am I showing up? But going forward with a little more grace, cats, dogs, kids, like everyone yeah. <laughs> showing up on these calls. But there's definitely this wave of just being more real, being more vulnerable, being more honest about how we're showing up, but still being a little bit responsible about Absolutely. How it's literally not like I literally had some executives come to me and go, I can tell there's some people on this call that just rolled out of bed five minutes before hair disheveled, you know, sweatshirts. But we're like, Deborah said, we're about 15 months into that. So now it's just right. Ask yourself, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to show up? But there is a more genuine, relaxed, honest way that we're showing up. And that's also to to what you just said, Tanya. I, do you mind if I just pop in on what she said, Deborah? Please, okay. please, please. Is um, one of the things that's really popular, hot, whatever your term is, um, online, regardless, is video. More and more people are doing video. And if you're not doing video in your business, you're missing an opportunity. 
But what's cool about what we just went through with this pandemic and what to everything Tanya just said is that video doesn't even have to be as polished as it used to. Like people felt like they had to get a producer and they had to have graphics and they had to have all of this stuff. You know, you've got a pretty good tool right here. You can use Zoom if you want to record yourself on Zoom and use that for, for uploading to a channel. I mean, we've got so many easy ways to do something that as long as your video is 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 good and your audio is even better, because people will forgive bad video, but they will not forgive bad audio. That's a little extra tip. Is as long as you are well lit, you know, and you don't have distracting sounds behind you, and maybe you use your earbuds with the mic, or you use a headset, or you have a microphone, um, you know, you can get these tools really inexpensively, and you can just kind of put something up there because people want the content. They don't necessarily need to see the video be perfect. And so I think that relates to the whole image thing. So we're in like a transition and an Etch-a-Sketch and a rebuild. Yeah. And so people can basically, let's say, and, and I do, I start the year normally. I start the year, well, every month actually, but July this is the new January. There's still things people want to get done by the end of the year. And I'm saying, Anything and everything is possible. You just have to commit to it. So let's let's talk to the people who are like, I'm ready to rebuild myself, my image, post pandemic. What are some really simple things they can do to build themselves up to the person that they plan to be or are or are the best version of themselves? Do you want to start us off, Kate? Sure. Um, I think what I would just say is pause. Uh, think about who you are, who you serve and what you want to do and your personal brand piece and just hit the refresh button. I, um, you don't necessarily have to redo everything. Um, maybe you just want to make some tweaks um, so, that it, so that that way it's more doable. I think sometimes when we think about a makeover, we're like, oh my gosh, we got to completely start from scratch. And in some cases you may, and maybe you want to, maybe you've seen other people and you're thinking, you know, I really love her hair. I love the way she dresses, but I have no idea how to pull that together. So I need to hire somebody like Tanya um, to help me with that. And so the, then the, the makeover piece may be exactly what you might need. Um, from the standpoint of digital, you know, take a look at your online channels. Look at how you present on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever channels you're using. And think about like, have I been putting out content that is helpful? Like, am I, am I of service to the people that I want to attract instead of maybe, maybe I'm putting too many posts up about me. Um, and so maybe I need to be putting more up about content that is going to be interesting to the person that might hire me for that, for that service. So maybe you just need to kind of tweak it a little bit and, and edit it a little bit. And, um, you know, the other thing is you, there's, there's people out there that you can hire to do this. Uh, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Um, maybe maybe pull two or three trusted people into your circle and say, hey, listen, I'm really thinking of hitting the reset button. Where do you think I should do that? Should I rebrand my logo? Should I change my hair? Should I redo my LinkedIn profile? I mean, these are all things that are part of the whole image sphere and kind of figure out what, what just maybe needs some tweaking. I love that you just said, ask a couple, a few trusted friends, because so many people will be like, they ask everybody, and all that's going to do is it's going to confuse you and it's going to annoy all your friends when you take nobody's advice. Exactly. No, it's true. I mean, it's, I just went, I'm going through, a, I'm actually going through a rebranding of my logo right now. I picked five people, one of which was my husband. So four <laughs> um, to, to, to give me feedback on the iter various iterations of my logo. And I did that on purpose, you know, and I think eight years ago when I was creating my logo, I put it out on Facebook. I mean, when I think about like, I had 167 different opinions and I was just completely lost. I was like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> you learned. All right, Tanya. Well, I like what you said, Deb, with, you know, you said that, you know, June is the new January. Yeah. It is the new January. And I think that's one reason you and I really clicked when we first met, Deborah, is the first thing you asked me is, hey, Tanya, what's your goal? And it was just I do that. <laughs> right. And it was like to show women how to fully express themselves through their style to be the go to uh, personal stylist, you know, 
New York City based, but I'm working with women nationally now, thanks to virtual. But the first thing you asked me was, Tanya, what is your goal? So to that point, I, I start there. I don't do as deep a dive as you do, but I do start there with my clients. Um, you know, this is being recorded in June. So I any new clients that are coming to me or my clients that I've been, you know, dressing for their speaking engagements, their website makeovers, their new photo shoots, I ask them, okay, what's your current, like, where are you at now? But what does the next three months look like? What do the next six months look like? What are the events that you're dressing for? And when I say events, I don't mean like Oscar awards, like events. (laughs) I mean like our events, showing up on networking, events, speaking engagements, events, speaking at a conference is an event. I have um, a consultation with a new client. She just published her first book. She's speaking at her first conference in August. She's a busy uh, working mom. It's her business. She works from home. And she's like, do you even think I have time to think about what I'm wearing? (laughs) Right? But she's got one shot to get it right because that conference is online. It'll be recorded. She can then use that video as a marketing tool, upload it to her YouTube, share it on her LinkedIn, her Instagram. And she's got one shot to get it right, to really wear that thing wear that style statement that's going to represent her, her brand and be memorable. So to your point, Deb, I think people should start with Deb with what is your goal? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The next six months, is it attracting uh, more higher paid speaking engagements? Are you on track to be seen as a thought leader and a sought out expert being interviewed on podcasts? Like what are those goals? So you can go, Oh my God. Yeah. What do I need to dress for the next three to six months? in tune with my goals, in tune with my personal brand. And if your brand has been changing, oh my gosh, I went through a, you know, big change in evolution myself the last year. Um, As for my clients. So I think to your point, Deb, right? Um, It's so funny. My business coach likes to say every day is January 1st. (laughs) Always set those goals, right? Um, And proceed. But um, it is. It's being aware of what you need to dress for that's coming up next and making sure that you're dressing for who you are now and what you're looking to attract next. I literally had a woman. I was this was before the pandemic. We are at an event in a showroom in New York City with one of my favorite designers. And she said, Tanya, do you think there's a dress here um, for me? And I was like, well, you're a LinkedIn expert. LinkedIn branding color blue. Why don't you pick a cobalt blue dress? Um, lo and behold, she was like, well, it's a designer showroom. I'm not used to spending this much on myself. I was like, just try it on. She put on this dress. She looked and felt so confident, so powerful. She looked herself in the mirror. She was just like, whoo. Everyone in the room was like, oh my gosh, that's the dress. That's the dress. She contacted me. A week later, she booked her highest paid speaking gig. She had the dress she was going to be wearing to it. She allowed herself to step into investing in herself, elevating her image, and just the energy it felt when she looked in that mirror. To your Kate point, to your point, Kate, right? You're showing them what they can't see yet, their potential, what needs to be on their LinkedIn profile. I'm showing them that potential on the inside outside through what they're wearing. Right. Oh, so, oh my God. There's like, she owned her value and she saw her value reflecting back to her in the mirror in that badass uh, power blue dress. Wow. That I think is going to be one of my favorite stories. It's the perfect anecdote. It really drives home the point of when you are who you are becoming, it is there for you. I go back to my favorite statement. To get what you want, you need to know what you want. Don't know what you want? I've got this very helpful book. But it's all about taking taking the time for you, giving yourself the gift of time to figure out where you are now, where you want to go, and what you need to do to get there. We did reinventing last week. And after the reinventing, I went and reinvented my LinkedIn profile, because as people are transitioning, one of the things I am doing is corporate speaking. 
I, I will do one more really super quick story. It was the beginning of 2018 where I transitioned from right on online to the dev method. So I rebranded as me and I used the dev method to create the dev method. And every step I've taken since then, since owning me, it's made a difference. When you are your authentic self doing the things that you love, you attract that. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think the hashtag of this show should be hashtag own it because that's what I teach you know, to my, my, my clients and everything too, is you just, you really need to own it and be, and because it's going to just empower you to feel that much better to step into it. Do you have that hashtag you want to add as well, Tanya? It's own it. And it's also dare. There you go. That's good. Dare. I like, sometimes I like to say dare to wear, like dare to wear that next thing, dare to wear that, that, that new thing that's representing where you're going next. Cause Kate mentioned the word evolution. We are in a constant evolution with ourselves personally, spiritually, emotionally, and also career wise career. We're always going to be evolving. And when we, you know, I remember when I booked my first speaking engagement, I was terrified. I'd never done a public speaking engagement before. And it was just like, Holy ass, you know, it was just like, pull the front door, but (laughs) lo and behold, it led to me launching my own business, launching my own brand. I'm eight years later. My gosh, I can't even tell you how many speaking engagements I've had or online training or, you know, in-store speaking events, but it was a, it was a push for me. That was an evolution. I was behind the scenes designing in fashion and the modeling was different because I was modeling different personas. But eight years ago, when I got to speak, you know, got asked to speak and present for, um, it was Savvy Ladies. I knew the director then. And it was that push. So I had to own who I was outside of that fashion designer label that I'd had for the last 18 years. And all of a sudden go, I'm a speaker. Oh, I'm a speaker. (laughs) Because after I delivered it, it was like, does anyone have any questions? Half the audience raised their hands. Women lined up to ask me questions. I said, oh my gosh, there's 18 years of knowledge I have in fashion. I didn't realize how little women knew or just want the confidence to be reinforced. So um, to Kate's point, it's a total evolution. We have to own it, embrace it, but also dare ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are in this constant evolution um, or leaving corporate to launch our own business leaving that nonprofit to become a motivational speaker, being done with being a lawyer and now being a Zumba instructor, whatever that is, right? Um, Owning it, but daring yourself just a little bit. Because when you dare to wear something new, then you can see, feel, embrace, embody, and own who you are now and where you're going next. Mm -hmm. Excellent. It's an evolution. Own it. Embrace it. Dare to wear it. Boom. All right. Now, before we wrap, I need a goal from each of you to bestow upon our audience. What is one thing someone can do right when they're done listening to rebuild their image? And let's start with you, Tanya. So I'm going to dare everyone (laughs) (laughs) who's listened to my tips and Kate tips. Take these tips, pause, take a pause, reflect carve out what I call um, a fashion fantasy hour, carve out an hour for yourself, really go down a rabbit hole on Pinterest, ask yourself those questions. How do I want to be seen? What are my defining words? What are those adjectives that describe what make me different? And then just go down a rabbit hole on Pinterest, a fabulous statement bag, a fabulous shoe. It could be a sneaker. Who cares? Right? Like, Whatever that shoe that's moving you, fabulous bag, a backpack or the other, create your own Pinterest board that describes your style and then look at your wardrobe differently. Are there some things on that Pinterest? Is it a pair of leopard print sneakers? Do you have a pair in your closet? If not, you know what to shop for next. So it's not about going out and buying a whole new wardrobe. It's about creating that fashion fantasy hour for yourself, asking yourself like, What's new? Like, how do you want to be seen looking through your wardrobe with a new lens and identifying one or two or three new things you could purchase 
to bring into your wardrobe that match that new style statement. Love it. Great goal. Okay, Kate, a goal from you, please. Well, um, again, back to we'll go back to LinkedIn just since we've got that theme going. So think about your headline on your LinkedIn profile. Think about the keywords that describe the work you do, not the general, not like marketing. <laughs> you know, like kind of get find the niche and figure out what that niche is and incorporate some of those keywords into your headline. And then I also and then the other piece is, is to think about that little something quirky. So are you uh, a, a triathlete, a dog mom, um, the paddleboarder, you know, that kind of thing, the barefoot water skier. Think of something. Um, and it doesn't have to be hokey. It doesn't have to be corny. Um, it might be master gardener, you know, and it's going to be something that somebody's going to connect with you and want to maybe it's going to be an icebreaker to a conversation. Um, and then think about your personal story. What's that little piece of you that you haven't shared that you can incorporate into your narrative and your LinkedIn profile in the about section specifically to talk about like this little piece, like why did you get into what you're doing? Like, why are you a book coach? Why are you a stylist? You know, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Share that in a few sentences, play it out on a word document or a Google doc. Don't do it right in the back of the LinkedIn profile, sit with it, you know, edit it, get some input from one or two people that are good writers um, and and just kind of get some flair so that you can add a little flair and personality to your LinkedIn profile so that you're not just blending in only and doing like resume speak. Let's kick it up. Let's take your LinkedIn um, and your online, your digital footprint. Let's take it to the next level. So the overall goal is kick it up a notch. You kick it up a notch. Absolutely. Add some exactly. flair, add some personality. Um, and you can do that without making it all about you. But you want to kick up your wardrobe, your style a notch, and then your digital persona a notch. So that's yeah. like seven notches, and it's wonderful. Tell me, Kate, where can people find you? Well, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn at Kate Payne, and that's P-A-I-N-E. Um, you can also find me on my website at standingoutonline.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. Wonderful. And Tanya, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm all uh, all in and all at uh, Sterl on Style on my website, Instagram, Facebook business page is all at Sterl on Style. And I invite you to connect with me over LinkedIn as well uh, as Tanya Sterl. Ladies, this has been wonderful. I thank you so much for joining today. And those of you who are listening or watching, we really appreciate you taking the time for yourself to join us. But I think the point is this, embrace who you want to be, and then you can become that. So one final thought, Tanya, one final thought, Kate, and we'll wrap it up. Um, my little sign back here says, raise your game, make your mark, stand out online. Love it. You live your motto too. Excellent. Okay. And Tanya, final thought. Dress to express the true you. I love it. Embrace your future self, digital, physical. It's all out there for you. So just go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.